beautiful. Welcome to Sell Like a Woman, the podcast, the place to be to learn how to get anything you want, whether it's more money, more customers, or even to get your kiddo to go to bed on time or your spouse to help with the laundry. I'm your host, Kendrick Shope, and welcome to Sell Like a Woman, the podcast. Welcome to the Kendrick Shope Show. Happy April. What the heck? Where did the first <laughs> quarter go? I mean, like that it has flown by. I am so excited to be here with you today. I'm excited to be here with you every Monday, but I'm really extra excited to be here with you today because I have Dr. Dion Poulton with us today. And uh, Dr. Dion is a total boss. And I mean, oh. in every sense of the word, she has her PhD from the University of Georgia. She works with businesses. She kind of has the last line of defense, possibly right before they get sued when they've had a diversity issue, whether it's transgender, race, racial, um, you know, uh, gender in general, any kind of issue that has led to uh, perhaps a not pleasant, that's, that's a kind way of saying it, work environment, and they hire this boss lady to come in and <laughs> we're going to talk about what she does, how she does it. But one of the things that really caught my, my, my eye uh, when, I, when I learned about Dr. Poulton was, think that you were an unbiased teacher, think again. And I thought, <laughs> I've, got, I've, got, I've got to find out what this means. So Dr. Poulton also wrote a book called It's Not Always Racist but sometimes it is. And I'm going to be the, um, the white person who is brave enough to approach <laughs> this subject because I want to learn. I want to learn. So Dr. Poulton, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Kendrick. Yeah, it is my total pleasure. I want to jump right into this. Uh, so, so I'm actually, I'm going to confess, I'm nervous. I get nervous talking about racial issues because I never want to say something and I'm, and I'm going to, I'm going to make a confession as well. I never want to say something that is uh, ignorant or that is perceived as racially insensitive. And I have done that before. So I'm going to make a confession. I'm going to piss somebody off. I guarantee you, but I honest to God did not know what I was saying. So <laughs> I was a, I was pharmaceutical sales rep, Dr. Poulton, and I had an amazing manager. He's one of my dearest friends to this day. His name is Curtis, Curtis Dorsey, African-American man. Love that man. And we were talking about something. I don't remember, maybe about how dark it had been in Chicago outside. Like, I don't remember exactly what we were talking about, but something about the, the being dark. And I said, I, I made a comment that said, it's as dark as the, I don't even remember. I have stricken it from my vocabulary, ace of spades or something like that. Uh -huh. and, Curtis, and, 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 and that may not have been exactly what I said, but Curtis said, Kendrick, that could be viewed as racist. And I was like, oh my God, how? Like, I thought I was the most racially sensitive person in the world. Mm -hmm. And yet here I was, said something I'd heard my whole life and didn't even realize. You know, it's like when somebody says redheaded stepchild and I'm like, oh, that offends me. <laughs> but I didn't know I was doing it. So it really opened, Curtis and I sat there, Curtis was so kind. He sat there with me for about an hour and a half and we had a really frank discussion about things that I had no idea about. Uh, and it was fantastic. But I realized that, that, you know, it, it may not always be racist. My intent was never to be mm -hmm. racist, yet sometimes it is. And so when I saw the title of your book, I was like, have to know more, have to know more. So thank you for talking about this topic. 
Well, thank you. I, and I appreciate you having me. And, and I'm, I'm so happy that you're able to have those kind of conversations with people. I think because that's pretty much my work. I try to facilitate dialogue, cross-cultural dialogue, intercultural dialogue, so people can get to know each other and really, really understand uh, the meaning of, of, of humanity and, and reaching our humanity. Because ultimately, uh, you know, I think that's what counts. That should count more than anything else. And, um, and to your point, people make mistakes. They, everybody makes mistakes in terms of prejudgments, in terms of saying things, uh, gaffes. So, um, so I appreciate you sharing that story. Yeah. And I would have never said it had I known that it was offensive. Like I, I, I didn't even know, like that was a true case of ignorance. I realize it's not always a true case of ignorance, but in my case, I was like, I had no idea that that was used to be a, or whatever. So tell us, you talk about the difference between racism and racial bias. Will you tell us what the difference is? So put simply, racism just, it, it, it involves prejudice plus the abuse of power. So, so someone is, pre, is, is prejudging, I'm prejudging you because you've got red hair, for example. Mm -hmm. And as a result, if I say, I don't like anybody with, with, with red hair, I'm going to try and stifle you. That means, that means if you try to go to work, I'm trying to keep you from getting a job. I'm going to um, um, withhold any kind of advantages towards you. So, so, so in terms of the context of, of racism uh, towards a particular race, it's, 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 it's prejudging somebody and then stopping them from able to advance either socially, psychologically, and so on. So it's, 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 a, it's an active um, um, decision. To, okay. withhold, to withhold or stifle somebody because it's okay. something very superficial like prejudice. Okay. And then racial bias. And so bias is just a prejudgment. It, it, is, it, is, it is just looking at somebody and not necessarily being completely cognizant of what, you, of what you're doing. So, so at any given time, the, the brain processes like, like a million bits of information at one time. Uh, but um, research says that of, that of those millions, we can only really, really um, consciously process like 40 of them which means that everything else gets kind of processed subconsciously. So which means that it's inevitable that we all, that's regardless of race, class, gender, age, whatever, we all can make mistakes in terms of our prejudgments because our, our brain is designed beautifully to make sense of the world, to make associations in order, in order for us to actually make, make, make things understandable. But, uh, but if we're not really, really cognizant of, of, of how we're perceiving somebody and, and, and most importantly, uh, not attaching some kind of um, value to that person or devaluing that person based on how they look. That's when we get into trouble. And so I'm curious about when does this, because I, 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 it, this makes perfect sense to me. I'm no expert, but as I follow what you're saying, I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. That's logical. So at what point do we begin to develop these biases? Do, do we develop them? Are we born with them? Do we learn them? Nature versus nurture, the whole discussion. But wh where does that come from? So interesting. So, so naturally, as I said about the brain, it, our brain is just, that's just how, how it functions. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but, but if you couple that with uh, society in terms of, in terms of how things are set up. So there's something called critical, critical race theory. And that's actually the theory that I use to, uh, the lens I look through with which to do my, my research and critical race theory asserts that the world, that basically the world is, 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 is based upon it's, it's race. It's all racist is, is the preeminent issue that, um, that is present in any situation that's eminent in any situation. So, so that's the lens that I look through. And I, I actually believe that because uh, if you look at um, somebody who's older, like if I see you on the street and I'll say, okay, so okay, from a distance and I'll, someone says, describe her. I'll say, okay, she's a white lady. She's got red hair. I use, and, and maybe you'd probably say, oh, she's a black lady with, 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 with black hair or whatever. Um, but to ask, answer your question, when you look at children, they don't necessarily see uh, the race of people. 
uh, it takes it takes them a while. And I, I've read where it's roughly around ten years old is when they really really start to see the differences uh, yeah. in other people, and they and they, they and 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 even then they still necessarily ascribe value to people. It's it's they see differences, but it's very innocent. So so the goal is. <laughs> as adults to, to, to kind of go back to that where we're, we're just like, we're, we're trying not to be judgmental and, and, and decide who somebody is or what they're worth based upon how they look. You know, one of the things that, and I remember it was the most um, beautifully, be- beautiful thing is when I realized that my daughter didn't see color when she was, she went to, to preschool in Chicago for the first time and she was talking about all of the kids in her class and never once did she use a, you know, a descriptive word of describing the color of their skin. And it, I said, Blake, she doesn't, she doesn't see color. She just sees people. And if we could get back to that, what an amazing world it would be. And then, you know, it, it, um, it was interesting. We actually in the gym stumbled upon a, a an argument between two people and, 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 and race. I don't, I don't know what happened, but race was part of the, the issue. Someone was, I don't remember. And she, I remember her saying, mommy, what is a black person? And I was like, Oh my gosh, this is, this is what we want to bottle this and inject it into everybody. Right? Like people are people. It would be fantastic to have that. So, and, and, and interestingly enough, we're reading a book now, She's nine now. So obviously she's beginning to, to, to notice difference in skin colors. We're reading a book now called Stella by Starlight. Mm-hmm. And in that book, um, it takes place in 1932. And in that book, it talks about, I think it's a true story. It talks about the KKK and it's a, it's recommended reading by her school, but she paused it and said, what's the KKK? And I said, you know what? We were listening to it. I said, let mommy do a little bit of research on that. I'll come back to you on that. Cause I don't even know how to, I mean, that's so far away from anything we teach, you know, uh-huh. I don't know how to broach that subject. I literally had to look it up to see how to talk to her about it. Not that I, yeah. I want to keep her from that, from our, from our history as a country, but uh-huh. it's a sensitive topic. That's, that's pretty heavy. Yeah. That's, that's pretty it's heavy but, for nine. I about fell yeah. over. I wish they'd have warned me a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but, but can I just say one thing though, in terms yeah. of the, the, the scene color, uh, there's a, there's that, that heard, you probably heard the notion of, um, uh, color blindness. Mm-hmm. And so, so the goal is not necessarily to be colorblind. It's, it is, the goal is to see that person's color, understand their plight, you know, the circumstances in, in, in which they, which, in which um, people of color or, or whoever goes through in society and saying, you know what, because you are a person of color, I see your color, but it doesn't matter to me. Yeah. And, and that's the goal versus I'm completely colorblind. Because if you say you're colorblind, that means that you're, you're pretty much dismissing someone's um, part of their identity, which and, sure. and, and many people actually, you know, are, 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 are proud that they're, that they're a person of color or whatever. Um, so, so um, just that, the little cop, because people, a lot of people say that and, um, and it, 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 it actually goes against what is, what's supposed to, what, what the goal is, which is to, sure. to that makes perfect work sense. towards, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So what, how, I mean, for, for, for all of the people listening or watching, you know, what is the, what, what, what are some steps that we can take? Because again, I, I would, I would say that I, I see color. I don't judge. I'm, I'm, you know, I, I, people are people, I, you know, I, but I also realize that there are learned biases that I may not even be aware of. Mm-hmm. And so what are some first steps that we can take to, to be more loving, to be more accepting, to be more understanding, even if we're not aware that we have bias, do we all have bias? I guess that's the first question. We all have bias, right? We all do. We yeah. absolutely, we all do. We all do. And so, so again, we all have, if you have, a, if everybody has a brain, 
we all have biases. Go back to how I how I'd explained sure. uh, how we process information. So so to answer your question, it's 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 always good to be aware of in any moment. Be aware of how you're looking at people and how you're perceiving people. Another huge thing is to not uh, substitute one context with another. And I'll share an example. So I, how I came to this, this whole um, area, I was teaching uh, in Toronto and I was teaching special education and the class was majority black boys. And it was probably 10th, 11th grade and many of them couldn't write and some of them couldn't read either. I was, I was quite shocked. And then I moved to San Francisco and decided to get acclimated to the area and volunteered at an after-school program in a predominantly black area. And I sat down with a young boy who's probably 10 years old and started to kind of help him with tutoring. And I caught myself being surprised that he could read. Wow. And so, so it, it was a very profound moment because here I am, I'm a black woman. I'm married to a black man. I come from a black family. I've got a black father, black uncles, everything. So and they can all read. But here I am. I, what I did was I transferred the learning that I, that I, that I, that I, that I, that I got in Toronto in that, that small context and transferred it to San Francisco. So I made an assumption uh, against that child thinking he couldn't read. And that was an, that was an epiphany for me. So, 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 so to go back to what I said, it's a matter of just being cognizant and be present as much as you can in the moment and recognize, okay, this is a different situation. And so I'm going to walk into this, this situation and it's going to be a very new thing for me. Even though things look familiar, people look familiar and that person who did me wrong looks familiar to me. I'm going to be open. I'm going to be um, um, just, just be ready for anything to happen. Don't necessarily make, make a judgment before you get in there. And it's very difficult, but it's just being, being critically aware of, 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 your, of your emotions, your feelings and, and, your, and your, your prejudgments. Um, that makes sense, you know, and and I would say, and tell me, tell me if this is correct, but I would say that that's a that's a two way street, right? I mean, I think back to that 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 story with Curtis, and I mean, he could have, and rightfully so, been offended and thought, oh my gosh, this hick who is racist that I've got on my team, like thought, and 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 it could have uh, not worked out too well for me, and also been in a very uncomfortable situation for him, and so, but but because he was honest and open and kind and caring. We had a great conversation and it really, that moment changed my life. I became a voracious reader. I started consuming everything I could about what I believe, why I believe it, what I say, like, because he was willing to, to, to say, I'm not offended. I'm going to educate mm-hmm. and, and, and rightfully he could have been offended, I'm, but it feels like he really gave me an opportunity that changed my life. And so maybe that prejudgment goes not prejudging goes both ways. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And to your point, and that's why actually in the book, I talk about intent because you can, you know, somebody's heart, you can tell how someone says something to you and how they approach you. And if it's done innocently, we, we can tell who, who you are, Kendrick. We, we can tell you're not a, a bad person. So I hope so. I, I can- I can't even see you getting mad, to be honest. <laughs> oh, I do have the stereotypical fiery red temper. I do. Oh, okay, we can okay, okay. stereotype me there. I, I got you. <laughs> You're a woman, right? <laughs> I am. Now, I, I say it with a Southern accent, so it's disguised, but yes. I got it. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. So, but what I'm saying that, that, that one, and this is, this is for everybody, in any, whether it's, it's, it's something related to race or gender, uh, it's, it's try not to be offended right away it's 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 stopping for a second and saying okay why is this person saying this what was their intent how am i receiving it do i have issues that that are actually kind of um 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 
what's the word that's kind of distorting what's what, what how what's being received so there, there's so many things that the factors that play into how we communicate with each other so we have to just we have to just kind of just it's it's, it's an ongoing process it's an ongoing that's so hard if you if somebody it says is. something that offends you you know like the, the the immediately it offends you it's really hard to stop and process and ask those questions i would i mean I, for me i would think oh my like that's that's a learned behavior too like stop let's ask myself these qualifying questions before I, you know, before I react. Right. Yes. Yeah. There's a book and um, the, the author's name is escaping me right now. Uh, called the four, the four agreements. Oh, I've read it. Yeah. I can't remember the author awesome. either, but I've is got it. it. Yeah. Khalil, Khalil Gibran, is it? I think I can't. I could be, I could, anyway, but you know, one of the, one, one of the, one of the uh, things he says is, is um, don't take things personally. Yeah. 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 And yeah. that's, you know, that's an agreement. Don't take things personally. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, but if somebody intentionally tries to hurt you or offend you, then for sure, you know, then, you know, you got to speak up and, and um, defend yourself. But um, ultimately, you know, what, you can say whatever you want to me. Just don't touch me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can say whatever you want to me. Just look out when you start talking about my kid. <laughs> oh, oh, yes. Yeah. Mama bear will come right out. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. So I'm going to ask a, a, a politically loaded question. And Dr. Dion and I have talked off air, so I'm, I'm comfortable. I'd be comfortable asking it anyway. But in today's society where I feel like we are re- regressing uh, around acceptance of, acceptance of all people, acceptance of uh, diversity, besides just being aware, are there things that you think we need to do to uh, correct the stupidity that's coming out of Washington? Well, I got to tell you, I am encouraged. We're seeing more and more women yeah. running for office. Uh, we're seeing more minorities running for office. Uh, I, was in, I was very encouraged. I was, I was actually pretty, it was pretty cool to see, you know, the incident that happened in Kentucky. And, and regardless of how, what your beliefs are, uh, you know, the, the, the gentleman that went, tried to get, get, a, get a, a marriage license and was, was denied. And that whole thing in the news with, with the lady, and he, now he's running for office against her. So, yeah. it's, so it's, it's those kind of things that I think are encouraging, regardless of what you think. I, I, my belief is, as I started the conversation, it's about humanity. And, and I don't, if someone is a human being, they are a human, which means I think that they, they, they deserve respect. They deserve the level of attention that everybody else has and, and, and not disrespect. So, so, so that's, a, that's, a, good, that's a, good, a good thing for me. And, and again, as, as the women running for office, and then these millennials are just, they are incredible. What they are they're doing, they are unbelievable. Like yeah. what they're doing with the, with the, with the marches. So, so I think, you know, definitely there is a concerted effort to kind of regress and, and, and to not make us value uh, the contributions of women, um, the LGBT community, of, of minorities, immigrants we've seen. But I, but I really think that there's a lot of opposition, and I, I, I don't think that's going to win. I, I, I would agree. I think that um, it's pretty uplifting to see the, com- the country uh, rally together and stand up and, and be unwilling to accept, at least the people who are vocal about it and taking action, unwilling to accept the the stuff that that's happening so tell me a little bit about your work we've talked a lot about the book and about racism and about uh, you know uh, the the foundations for your work Mm -hmm. but tell me about when you go into a business what are some of the things that you do you're like the maybe one of the last steps and 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 so actually let's back up tell me what leads you to being called into a business what has happened when they say got to get the doctor on the phone. 
So typically when I'm called in, it's after something major has happened. So, so either, either they, I, they don't necessarily, they, legally they can't necessarily disclose, but I, I, I gather that either they've been, they've been sued or some, some higher up has said, you know what, you need to get some training in here. So typically what happens is I'll come in and, um, and more, more often than not, it's, I have to customize, customize workshops um, and talks that will address that particular issue that brought them to the point where they got in trouble, so to speak. So, so that's, that's largely the bulk of my work, which is coming in to help clean up messes and to help people as we're talking, as, we, as we've been saying, how do, how do you actually reframe situations? How do you facilitate dialogue? How, to, how do you um, um, de-escalate situations and, and teach people how to de-escalate and help teach people how to not be offended when stuff happens? Because, you know, once you have people involved, there's always going to be some kind of, someone's going to be offended all the time. But it's a matter of how do you really, really decipher if something is racist, if something is, 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 is sexist, if something is, if something is really, really, um, you know, done with, with ill intent. So that's, that's, that's pretty much what I do. I would imagine that that's pretty hard, especially in a corporate environment. Like for as far as, I mean, uh, I came, I'm trying to think of the best way to say this. I came from the, from the corporate environment where I had a lot of opportunity. I loved my job, but I mean, you know, overwhelmingly men were in charge and men were my boss and that's okay. That, I, I, but I don't, I, I never had, I don't think I, I had one female boss in 15 plus years. And so uh, some of that obviously is changing, but how do you, uh, how do you, how do you teach people to deescalate? Is it same, the same sort of stuff that you talked about here? Stop, ask yourself these questions about intent. What, what's the first few steps yes. in deescalation? Same yeah, thing. Pretty, pretty much. It's, 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 it's being cognizant of, of, of your views your perceptions, um, at the same time acknowledging that person's perceptions and their views and and their intent, and it's and it's and it's also just deciding you know what that you that you make it's it's a, basically it's a decision to find resolution. If you if you don't decide that I want resolution, you're not going to find resolution. And so it's a matter of trying to find that 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 middle part, the middle ground, and you have to it's a give and take. And, and that way you can really, really figure out, okay, what is, what really happened here? And oftentimes when stuff happens, it's not even about that issue. It's about something else it's got, that happened like 15 years ago when I was offended, you did this. And, and it kind of just builds up, builds up, builds up. And then, and it becomes this, this huge, this huge issue. Yeah. That makes sense. Kind of like a marriage. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> so if businesses are watching, CEOs, managers are watching or listening and they're like, I don't want to get to the point where we have to, de where we have to to, to call somebody in because we've been sued. Are there proactive steps that you would recommend that they take within their organization? Absolutely. And, and I, and actually, I, I actually, ideally that's that, that should be the bulk of my work, but it's not, but that's what I do. So, so oftentimes in organizations and businesses, it's always mandated to show respect. What is respect? Like respect to you may be different from me. And, and so how do you actually teach respect? And so, so what I do is I help people operationalize their policies. So I, so I talk about, you know, for example, Fox News, just, just randomly, and have, how they've been sued several times for sexual harassment. Are you telling me they've never had a sexual harassment policy? No one has done training? So which means that, there, that somehow there's some kind of disconnect between the theory and the practice and, and the implementation. So, so I help with the implementation aspect and how do you get, get ahead of the issues before they actually blow up and, and, and create situations. It's brilliant. It's so needed. So, so, so needed in, in, today's, in today's working corporate America, in today's, in today's world. I mean, just like you said, the brain's processing whatever you said, gazillions of pieces of information or trying to can only process 40 or so. And, and then I would imagine in a corporate environment, when you add multitasking to that, 
we process even less, right? Absolutely. Yes. And yeah. then we've got titles. Yeah. We have, you know, just there's, there's so many things that and we, we, and we also know that uh, sometimes the maturity level is not where it should be for some people as well. And that, and that yeah. makes them extra vulnerable to get in trouble. Yeah. That makes yes. sense. Yes. Dr. Dion, you have daughters, right? I do. I've got two daughters. They are two 14 daughters. and 11. Okay. So if you gave them one piece and one piece only of uh, diversity advice to go out and be successful in the world, what would it be? Be open. Be open. And, and, I, and I pretty much, that, that's, that's how I've taught them. Be open. Yeah. Be open yeah. to everybody. Just be open. And, and it, when you're open, you... The, the, the angels that will come to you will come to you and they can come in any form. So, and that's, that's pretty much what I teach them. And then on the flip side of that, and I, and I don't, I don't want to end on this, but on the flip side of that, what about when you run into just a completely an idiot, somebody who's mean, somebody who's not open, somebody who is just, you know, wrong in their beliefs or their views or whatever, somebody who is racist, somebody who is uh, a sexist. What, how do you deal with that? In the context of my job or in the context of just every day? Every day. So what would you tell everyday people who are watching? And they're like, okay, I'm going to take Dr. Dion's advice to, to, to heart. I'm going to be open. I'm not going to prejudge. I'm going to try to get intent. And then they run into that idiot sexist out there who is 100% without a shadow of a doubt sexist. How do we deal with that person? Well, I have to tell you that I am not in the business of trying to change minds whether it's professionally or just in general, um, my job is to present information the best way possible and, and, and people will, will eat it, so to speak, um, um, you know, at that time, or they may take, take that food and store it in the freezer for five years and then something will happen to them. They'll go back to the freezer and say, oh no, this is what she's talking about. Got it. And I've had, people, I've had people come back to me five years later after I've done a, after I've done a facilitation. Now I know what you're talking about. And so to answer your question, People who, who behave that way, they often end up being put in the situations that force them to change their minds. Got and it. So, so if I react to that kind of person, I'm actually feeding into whatever stereotype they have. But if I treat them with kindness, I kill them with kindness, then they're going to say, you know what? Oh, she just, mm, she kind of just, she, I, I, they're, they're surprised because I'm yeah. not acting in the stereotypical manner in which they, would, in which they expect me to do. So, so I really... You know, bless you. I, I I really don't spend energy on people like that. I, I don't. I love it. What a beautiful philosophy for life. I think uh, I've read. I don't know if this tree is true. I've read Josephine Bonaparte was one of the first people to say, "Kill him with kindness." And we talk about that all the time in this house. Just kill him with kindness. Kill him with kindness. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Behind these doors, we might say what we really think, but outside, <laughs> kill him with kindness. Sometimes you need to vent. You know what exactly. I mean? But kill him with kindness. Kill exactly. Him with kindness. Exactly. So for and a business, now, however, if you, yeah. if, however, I, with a little caveat, back to the children, if you do it to, to my child, I will address you. Yeah. And that has, and that has happened before. Yeah. So yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. It makes perfect sense. And, and they're not old enough to, to process that. They, they, they need mama bear. They need That's mama right. bear to take up for them. And they don't right? deserve that. No. They're no. so innocent. They don't deserve yeah. that kind of thing. So. Absolutely. So if someone's watching and business is watching and thinking, okay, we need to get ahead of these policies. Like we what we want to do this in, in our business. We want to have the, you know, make sure that the ideal matches the policy, so to speak, and, and really create a, a harmonious workplace for, for our employees. What's the best way to contact you? Uh, my website is Poulton Consulting Group, P-O-U-L-T-O-N, consultinggroup.com. And I'm also on LinkedIn at Dr. Dion Poulton. 
And so you can reach me there. Fantastic. And we'll, we'll add that in the, in the notes so everybody can see it as well. Dr. Poulton, thank you so much. Thank you for being willing to have this conversation with me. I learned so much from you being here. I, it, it's an honor. My pleasure. Thanks for having me, Kendrick. Nice to see you. Thank you. Good to see you. And if you're watching, you know what? Extend somebody some kindness today. Don't immediately jump the gun. Ask about intent and, and take what uh, Dr. Poulton says to heart. Because let me tell you, she's a brilliant woman. She's got so many degrees, <laughs> I can't even list them all in her, in her biography. So she's, she's been studying this for a long time. So learn from the experts. I believe in you and I believe in your business. And I believe in our ability to make the world a better place. Have a beautiful Monday.